Welcome to Geekin' Friends. I am your host, Jason Hickey. Along with me is Scott Davis. Jason, how are we doing today? I'm doing grand. Grand? It's, yeah. it's like it's like a thousand degrees out right now. Yes, and I am inside <laughs> in the air conditioning at my house, and it's wonderful. Yes, yes, yes it is. <laughs> and I am inside of my own house. Again, and with the air conditioning on. <laughs> See? So we're, we're all good. We're all good. But today we're going to talk about the movie Serenity. Yes. Now we have previously talked about Firefly. So folks, mm-hmm. if you haven't heard that, I encourage you to go back in our backlog and dig up that episode because now it's time to tackle the movie. Now the story behind this movie, how it got made, I think is actually pretty great. Go ahead. All right. So Firefly was on in 2002. I believe it wrapped up and they canceled it in like January of 2003. Now, it, it wasn't super popular while it was on the air. It had a, a, a small following just because it was a Joss Whedon show, but it never took off. But then yeah. they released the whole series, including additional episodes that were never aired on DVD. And it exploded. Tons and of people watched fans, it on DVD. Exactly. The fans just went you know, rapid for it. I, um, I watched maybe one or two episodes when I was on the air, and, but I did get the DVD uh, box set you know, later on, because yeah. it was so hard to be able to watch it, but it seemed good, but I was only able to watch a couple because they kept on changing the days and the times oh, yeah. consistently. Fox screwed the show. Now me, I think I had seen part of the train episode in the in the first run, and I never went back to it. Just because it was, like you said, it was very inconvenient to watch it, so I, so I never did. And then it got canceled. But the fans, it, it exploded so quickly that they started fan groups. There are still people out there who identify as brown coats. And the show's been canceled for 18 years. Mm-hmm. So what happened was Fox ended up selling the rights and Universal bought up the film rights and joined up with Joss Whedon and they made a movie. They got all the original cast back and Serenity is the product we got. Now, fun fact, I saw this in theaters without having seen the show. It I, like, I, I only saw the whole show before I saw the movie. It looked like a cool sci-fi movie. So I went and saw it. Mm-hmm. But Here's my thing was, because uh, when I, I watched the movie and I watched the show, uh, you know, at the same time, I've seen them all together. I was, I had so much of the backstory. Right. And, and that I, I didn't feel lost when I'm watching the movie. What I've heard from people is, is they were, you know, yes, the movie does give you a little explanation, but you're lost. Uh, you, you'd be lost quite a bit if you didn't watch the, the series. The thing is, you're lost on a lot of the nuance. I, they, the movie does a good job of giving you enough backstory where you're not mm-hmm. like feeling like you're missing everything, but it's so much more rewarding if you've seen the show first. Yes. Now, here's something that I was always, I don't know what, what's what, but my, because at the end of the series, yep. River Tam is sent back to, you know, the Alliance. She was, um, she gave herself up and threw him back to the Alliance. No. Yeah. Are, are you talking about the opening sequence to this? Okay. So that, that is, that, that takes place before the series. That is Simon Tam getting his sister out. That has nothing to do with Firefly. So that, that opening sequence predates Firefly because the, the reason you can get that is because the last uh, episode that actually took place chronologically was Objects in Space where they fully come to the realization that River can read minds and she's a psychic. Yes. So in the movie, as you see the opening with the crew of the Serenity, that's when they're taking her on their first mission with her using her psychic abilities. So Which it, she does very well. <laughs> right. So, so the actual main plot of this, starting with the Serenity, 
takes place right after the show, but that opening sequence is before the show. And that was Simon just throwing everything to the wind and breaking his sister out of the government facility. Yes. And, and the reason they had to do that is because for the movie, they jettisoned the, the blue glove men mm-hmm. and they brought in the operative. Who is being played by those that know um, Doctor Strange. He is Baron Mordo. Yeah. Um, I, I, I always butcher his first name. Chitwell. Chitwell Ejifor. This is the first thing I ever saw him in, and he's he's great in this. But, so, and he was so. It's just because I've seen this movie much longer before I saw Doctor Strange, and when oh, I right. saw him, and then I saw him in Doctor Strange, I was like, oh, he's going to be the bad guy. Even though, <laughs> even though I know who who Baron Mordo is, I was like, oh yeah, because I had the same you know sinister yet uh, devious yet um, you know very authoritarian from him in both characters right and the thing is i think he does a really good job at portraying a i don't want to say a sympathetic villain mm-hmm. but an understandable villain they in a very little time they establish why he is the way he is and while it doesn't justify his atrocities nope it it paints a picture as to why that makes sense yes um now here's um so the they have they do go and they do their mission. At their mission, they're uh, trying to liberate <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, some money. Um, <laughs> and you know they go down there like, oh, well, we're gonna and, and you know they get they use uh, Rivers' you know psychic ability to make sure you know no one's gonna go pull a gun or anything. They did try to. It was someone that was gonna pull a gun, and I was surprised when I saw it this time. But it looked like it was someone from Always Sunny in Philadelphia that was pulling up the sky. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I'm picturing the guy in my head, and he does look like that. Yeah, because I I never saw, you know, it's, you know, always sunny, never came up until after that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so then um, they go down to the basement. They're going to, you know, take all the the money out. Mal is like, hey, just give me the money. We're not going to do anything to you. He's like, I got to have to actually shoot you to show that you actually were trying to protect yourself. Oh, Uh, (laughs) that that was. that was pure Joss Whedon, and it was pretty great. Yeah. And then we get the Reavers. Yeah. Now, this was great because in the show, you never actually saw the Reavers. Mm-hmm. They were always painted as the, the, these horrific creatures or, you know, people that did horrible things, but you never saw them. And you actually get to see a little bit of them in this. And it's they're, they're well, pretty scary. A little bit. This whole movie is about the Reavers. Well, I, I'm talking about in this instance, in in yes. this opening scene, you see the Reavers in effect, and it's mm-hmm. horrific. Yep, you see the chaos when they come down. You see the people starting to get you know bitten on or eaten. Uh, you know, dur- during the battle, uh, that guy that I told you from Always Sunny, he was you know trying to beg to be on uh, you know brought onto the their skiff so they can you know get back to their ship and join him on their ship. There wasn't enough you know room and or or he would add too much weight, and so Mal was like no, and he kicks him off, and then the Reavers just devour him. Yeah, it was it's pretty brutal, but it does a good job of showing that Mal is kind of eh, almost dehumanized. Well, I mean he's. He's a veteran from a war that lost, and so he. I'm not saying that's a you know it's a bad thing, but it's right. he. You 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 kind of lose 
the value of humanity when you're seeing it so much, when so many people died around you. In fact, in his whole platoon, they even mentioned it in the movie that only two people yeah. survived his platoon, and that was him and Gina Torres' character. Right. So, yeah, the show before it and the movie, they're very consistent with the characterization of the crew, which I really like because, and it is really all because Joss Whedon is the one who did both of them. I mean, if they would have had another writer come in, I don't think it would have worked as well. I don't think they would have been able to capture the characters. Mm, no, 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 no. But it makes not. sense that you believe that Mal has been pushed to this point when he says it because there's history to it. Yes. And that is another advantage to having seen the show before you see the movie is that you get the history. But yeah, so they... uh they managed to evade the Reavers and pretty cool. It was, it was a good scene. The action scenes in the movie are pretty good. And it being a movie, you don't have, it's, it's got more action than the show did be just by the nature of the medium that you're watching it on. Mm -hmm. But it was, it was also the way that Whedon did the, you know, the camera movements going, it, it was definitely seemed a lot more, a lot more fluid where than, than it was. Cause in, in the, in the TV show is like, you're in a room, then you're in another room and you're in another room. Whereas right. here is like, there was like a, a, a single camera shot that went through the entire ship. Oh yeah, yeah. It's that's a that's a great shot too. I actually did a uh, film class in school, mm -hmm. and I used that as an example of an unbroken shot. Yep, it's it's great. Um, he really upped his game, and you can this looks like a film and not just a TV show. Correct. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It looks more than than just an adaptation. Yeah. Uh, so. Simon did not take kindly to his sister being used in this way, and he wants to leave the ship. Yes. And they decide and, to do it at this big port. Well, they also decided to do it where they were going to trade in their goods. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They were going to the port anyway. And we get to meet a couple new characters. Because unfortunately, somebody that did not come back for this show, we didn't get Badger. No, we did not get Badger. No. But we did get the twins. And the twins, you know, they seem to be sort of on the level but they did mention badger oh later yeah on. yes uh and we'll bring that up when that when that happens uh here they're going in they're gonna go, you know make the trade in and you know river and simon were gonna leave the ship they and they're gonna stop looking for other captains so they can be able to go on a ship to, to, to go somewhere else um but river goes into the bar yeah it's a bar mm -hmm. <laughs> goes into the bar and all of a sudden you see a commercial for some squid thing up on it's the fruity odie bar sure <laughs> so, fruity Odie bar that has a mascot of a squid. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and all of a sudden she is triggered mm -hmm. and she goes off and starts just to kick everyone's butt. Oh yeah. It, that is, it's such a great fight scene too, because it's so fluid. Everything just flows from one thing to the next. And it's, it's pretty impressive. Yes. And you know, Mal, Pretty much at, at a point, he's got to pull a gun on her. And as uh, right before he pulls the gun, you know, he's about to shoot her, or and she's about to shoot him. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, Simon comes in and he says some code word in Russian, and she just drops. Yeah, not not before she leveled Jane though, which was pretty funny. <laughs> oh yeah, it's always fun when we see Jane get knocked on his butt. Oh yeah. So because Mal has a ridiculous sense of honor, he picks her up and they take her to the ship because something's wrong and he's going to protect his crew yes so after this they uh contact mr universe and yes. mr universe he, you know he's he's a he's just a you know a plot point driven device <laughs> essentially all, yeah he's... all he is uh but you know he's able to pull the information from the from the video camera and he's he says he's going to scrub it so that no one else can see it uh they um 
And you know, they also try to use it to find out why or how she was triggered. Uh, uh, and then they also find out that someone else saw the video first, mm-hmm. which that person was the operator. Yes. Now, if you it notice, is... we're not, we don't give him a name. He is called the operator. Right. And that's, that's one of the cool things about the character. He has no identity other than just he is an operative of the Alliance. Yes. But or Mr. Parliament. Universe is able to see that this Parliament, yeah, the bad people. Mr. Universe is able to see that this commercial has a subliminal message. Mm-hmm. So we get a little bit more in that she is coded to react to it. And then Simon, he comes clean and, you know, says that she was he was given a sleep word in case anything ever happened. And honestly, nothing ever happened like this on the show. So it makes sense that it wouldn't have come up because he wouldn't have wanted to share it because he's very protective of his sister. Yes. And they decide that they need to go to Haven to regroup, recollect themselves, find out what's happening. Yeah. And at Haven is where we see Shepard Brook again. Yeah, because, and actually, yeah, something we haven't mentioned up to this point is two people have left the ship. Shepard yes. Brook is gone and Inara is gone. So yeah, they go to Haven to meet up with Book and kind of, you know, gather themselves, yes. for lack of a better word. And when they get to uh, Book, you know, everything's they're just lying low trying to stay stay out of out of everyone's hair but then they get a message from anara Mm -hmm. it's she's saying that they are having problems with the locals and i'm wondering if you could come help and she's being very nice to mal which is that's the odd thing she's being nice yes (laughs) because anytime that they're actually really having a uh you know any honest conversation they're they're yelling at each other oh yeah they don't have a great relationship well no it's complicated it's a complicated relationship, yeah. exactly. And so Mal knows that you know people in the crew are like, "Oh, go see her. She's gonna, she loves you." And like, and, and but it, it she's like, "Wash." And Mal is like, "It's a trap." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, not wash. Um, Zoe. Zoe. Yeah. Zoe and Mal is like, "It's a trap." Uh huh. And it, he follows this weird thing, and we have you you read about it in books, you see it in movies. Well, if you know there's a trap, then you know what to expect, and you can just go in there and spring the trap, and you're ready. No. This is that a terrible plan. Happen. No, it's a, it always backfires. It's t- yes. So he goes in. He tries to spring the trap. <laughs> yeah, and he almost gets killed. Yes, but he did think at least four steps ahead of it. Yes. Well, it's because Mal's not stupid. So I mean, he comes in, and the and and the operator says, "We are tracking your your ship out of your post beacon." And Mal then pulls out the post beacon and says, "Oh, this thing." <laughs> <laughs> You want to shoot it, shoot down the post, you can go right ahead. It'll kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty great. And, you know, then they start fighting and everything like that. And Nara sets off a little, um, you know, smoke bomb or flash grenade um, yeah. with the incense. And Mal is able to escape with Anara. Uh, and then they start to, you know, fly off in right. Serenity. And once Serenity uh, then releases these little, uh, looks like little satellites. And then they uh, and then they you know go off into hyperspace. And then the operator says, track their nav signal. And people are like, oh, there is seven of those. You yeah. don't know which one it is. It was it was pretty clever. Yeah. It was, it's a believable way for them to get, to be able to do this. And I, I like that yes, he did go into spring a trap, but he did do it at least partially smartly. Yes. But then this is where things take a turn. Correct. Because so- the operative says that his philosophy is if your quarry has gone into ground, then you destroy the ground. And what is the ground, Jason? 
the ground is anybody who has any connection to Malcolm Reynolds and the Serenity. Such as Haven, such as Badger, such as everywhere else that they've oh. actually been to. And they actually started naming places that we were, they were at during the show. Yes. And so, then they get on the horn and you see these places and there's just corpses. Yep. Uh, but they did. They got to Haven first before they even knew what was happening. And when they got there, Haven was pretty much almost destroyed. But they yeah. did see Shepard Brook again. And at this time, Book was pretty much saying that he knows how the operatives work, pretty much because he was an operative. I know. they, uh, And this, this kills me. They never come out and say it, but they drop so many hints that this was Book's past. Yes. And it, ugh. It's yes. mildly satisfying, but at the same time, I want more. Because he never actually said I was an operative. It, it was just all under so much innuendos yeah. that right. it seemed like he was saying that's what he was. Yes, because he knows all about the operatives. Yeah. But yeah, but then it's it's not to be because Book actually dies. And then they realize they have to go to a planet called Miranda, which was, you know, no one's heard from this planet in like decades. And, but it's like, right, you have to get through the Reavers, which we already said are bad. <laughs> and in order to get through the Reavers, uh, Mal comes up with a plan yeah. to dress a ship up like a Reaver ship. And how does he do that? Well, they took corpses of the people of Haven and they strapped them to the nose of the ship. And then they painted the ship red to simulate blood. All in all, it was pretty horrific. And he got a lot of pushback from his crew on that one. Oh, they did not like it at all. They were so horrified about even just desecrating the bodies. Yeah, he actually had to pull a gun <laughs> to get him to do it. Because at this point, Mal is very desperate. Yeah. And so now we are on a disgusting ship. And they're basically drifting through Reaver space. And you see all these ships that are modified. It, it's basically like the Reavers modify themselves, which we saw in the show and we got a glimpse of in the earlier scene in the movie, they do the same thing to their ships. And for some reason, they had their radio on and they're picking up all of these transmissions and it's just screams and torture. And it was hard. Pretty terrible. Very tense moment where they're drifting through all the Reaver ships, but they make it and they find a planet and the planet is pristine. It is one of the best looking planets out there. And but there is a slight beacon going off, and they're yes. like, okay, we're, we're going to go to this beacon. Yeah. So they're and, and they do it. They got a pretty cool shot where they're flying over the the planet, and you see that it's it's all greenery, and you see there's several settlements, but they they mm -hmm. home in on the one where they're getting this beacon from, and then they land and they go to find it. And again, this is it's shot well. There's a, there's a lot of tension in this scene because it's mm -hmm. everything is empty. There's no people but they don't know what's around the next corner. And then they finally, they go, they're able to walk through. Nothing really happens while they're walking through the town, but they see all dead people. Yes. Everyone's just dead. But it's not just like people crashed their ships or, you know, people were running or scaring, scared. It was just people would just look like they fell asleep. Now, now here's the thing. We actually saw someone saying, just lie down and go to sleep earlier. Yeah. With, um, with a school scene that was in the memory of river. Right. And it was, everyone was going to sleep except for river, which is yeah. showing something was wrong. Right. And it's, it's pretty great too, because there's multiple things throughout the movie of her going to sleep and how she's scared of it. Yep. And this paints a picture as to why. 
And finally, they get into this uh, search and rescue ship, and they see a, a video device that was actually taken, you know, taken out. And they put it in, and all you see Sarah Paulson come up. Yes. And she's saying she was a, uh, a research, uh, you know, scientist, and they were uh, doing some genetic mutations or genetic, um, you, know, you know, thing in the air uh, where to calm the population, where it actually calmed people too much that people didn't go to school anymore, they didn't want to work anymore, they just didn't want to do anything, they just wanted to lie down and die. Yes, but they, just, they, they stopped eating, they stopped drinking, yeah. and... But it only happened to 80% of the population. The other 20% had the exact reverse happen. Right. Just and uncontrolled. Exactly. And this is the origin of the reverse. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually tragic. Because mm-hmm. these, it's not like the reavers decided one day to go nuts and, you know, rape and pillage and kill everyone. It was something that was done to them that they don't have any control over. Exactly. And Malcolm, he, he realizes this. So they take this recording and they decide that we need to, everybody needs to know this because this and, has been buried for too long. And how is he going to get this out? Going to go to Mr. Universe. Exactly. But, and who is that Mr. Universe straight away? The operative. Oh yeah. He is <laughs> mildly unscrupulous. And Mal is like, it's a trap. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is, you see this right away because when you see the operative with him, he pays him and then immediately kills him. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to something that the operative said earlier is that he's trying to create a perfect society. And he fully admits that there's no room for him being the operative. There's no room for him in that society because he's a monster. Mm-hmm. But you also got to figure there's no room in that society for Mr. Universe. Exactly. He never had a chance. No, no, no. And he even said... Uh, that he was uh, Judas Iscariot, as in, yeah. you know, give him his 30 silver. Nice nice little reference there. And then he died. So. And then he died. Uh, <laughs> and after he dies, he um, we then have the Serenity trying to fly back through the Reavers. Uh-huh. And then uh, as soon as they're almost out of the Reavers space area, you see Mal goes on to a cannon gun on the top of the ship. And he blasts and blows up one of the Reaver ships. Yeah. And so now all of the Reaver ships are going after Serenity. And Serenity is going to uh, see Mr. Universe. Uh-huh. And as soon as they get out of space, out of you know hyperspace and they get into Mr. Universe's area, you see one ship coming out, but then you see a whole bunch of Alliance ships ready to fight them, fight them. Yeah. And all of a sudden, after a few seconds, you see the Serenity, you then see this mass armada of Reavers coming through. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it's it's a great moment because everybody panics because even the operative, he's taken aback. He was not prepared for that. Yes. So Mal used, you know, he used it so that it was the Reavers versus the Alliance. One is going to annihilate the other. Yes, but all Mal, all, all they have, all the Serenity has to do is make it to the planet's surface so they can broadcast. Oh yeah, that's all they have to do. All they have to, they only have to make it through two fighting armadas. Yes. And yes. to be fair, they almost made it. They did. They 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 almost made it. And there was a Reaver ship that was trailing them the entire time. Yeah. And as soon as they got down and they got past it, the Reaver ship then came through and shot a javelin and killed Wash. Yeah. And he, I, he, he crash landed the ship and then he died for it. And I, here's the thing. 
I understand Wash is the pilot. He doesn't really have much to do after the pilot fact. And so not much in the storyline. And yes, you could use him as a tragic death. But it seemed to be he landed the plane, he finished everything, and then all of a sudden a harpoon comes in and kills him with like no warning or whatsoever. So it seemed like a useless death. And that's what people are complaining about on his death. And see, I don't... Here's the deal. Yes, it's a useless death. Because a lot of the time, death is useless. Yes. I, I completely reject the, the notion that people in your books have to have a heroic death. There, there's a character in, I mean, Scott and I talk about this all the time, folks, sorry. There's a character in Wheel of Time that I always hear this. Oh, he got screwed in the last book because he had a horrible death. Sometimes people die horribly and sometimes they die uselessly. And that's, that's life. Faith? No, I'm talking about Ruark. Oh, okay. Yeah, that too. <laughs> sometimes it happens. And the thing is, I, I do think he was chosen for a specific reason. He was chosen because he was married. He wasn't mm -hmm. just a member of the crew. He was married and he was a loved character. Everyone loved Alan Tydek as Wash. Yes. So killing off Wash in this manner, it's a gut punch and it's very effective. So yeah, you know what? It's a useless death, but it's an effective death for dramatic purposes. It is. And... Now they have to go out and uh, try to escape the Reavers and get to see Mr. Universe. Yes. So they're setting up barricades, trying to cause a bottleneck point for the Reavers so that they can't be able, can't be able to get through. Right. Uh, and Mal is heading down to, uh, to get to Mr. Universe. He gets down, Mr. Universe is dead, lying in his sex box um, lap. Yes. But he put a little consciousness in, or programmed a little bit, you know, of him saying his last dying breath, which was, Mal, they destroyed all my equipment, but they didn't really. There's a little, there's a small piece of equipment that is down in the basement. Yeah, it's, it's a backup. Yeah. But you know what? It'll do the job. So he starts to head down to the basement. And then all of a sudden you see coming out of the uh, the upper air vent is the operative. Yes. And now they, they did show him getting out of a, a blowing up ship in an escape pod. So, <laughs> I mean, I, we didn't bring it up earlier. I just want to, it didn't come out of nowhere. It was kind of foreshadowed a little bit. But yeah, he comes out and he hears the same message. Yep. And so then he starts to head down there and... Mal then decides he's going to try and jump over to the other uh, the other platform because it's a huge chasm, <laughs> <laughs> and and he then uh, the operator then comes down and starts to fight him. Yeah. Now we'll get back to them in a moment. We're going to go see uh, Zoe, Jane, and all the others. Right. With the Reavers. All right. So the last we left these people, they were like Scott said, setting up a barricade, and you see the Reavers start to come out of pretty much every spot that they can. And they're, they're shooting them as fast as they possibly can. They've got Jane with all of his weapons. They've got Zoe. Um, somehow Anara got a bow. So she's <laughs> shooting a bow and arrow. Okay. Uh, you, you've even got Kaylee with a little submachine gun. And they're fighting for their lives. Yep. And it's not going well. No, they, they, they're able to hold off for quite a bit of time. But then they start getting pushed back behind uh, the blast door. They try to shut down the blast door, but the blast door doesn't fully close. Right. And, and really cool moment is they have to stabilize Kaylee because she's been hit with this like paralysis thing because obviously the Reavers want her alive so they can eat her. Um, so Simon stands up to go get his bag and just immediately gets shot in the stomach. And then Summer. River. River. <laughs> <laughs> and then River. get Her name is Summer Gal. That's why I was thinking Summer. I, I figured it is. <laughs> and then River 
she was like, uh, Simon, you've always protected me. It's my turn to protect you. She mm. jumps through the hole of where the, uh, for the, for the blast door, shuts the blast door. And all of a sudden you would then go see summer. Uh, <laughs> all of a sudden we then go see river on the other side and she is decimating the reavers yeah it's pretty impressive again it's impressive and the way that her fighting is shot it's very fluid it's just cool it's it's like a ballet dance for her essentially yes and as that fight is going on mao is then fighting the operative uh down in the basement they're finally able to get to the platform, both of them, you know, they're somewhere or another, they get over there. Um, and Mal then uses, this is a wheel of time thing. I'm going to go right now. <laughs> okay. I did um, one too. So <laughs> Mal then uses the, 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 the short, the sword form of uh, sheathing the sword. <laughs> yeah. Essentially he, he took a hit so that he could strike. Exactly. And then he strikes down the operative operative. Then, uh, you know, they do a little more of a battle after that. And then he then is able to knock the operative down. And he then blocks the operative with, with a sword, making him able to get up. He said he's not going to kill the operative, but he's going to, you know, release the video. Right. Uh, and so then they release the video. The operative sitting there has to force to watch the video. And all of a sudden, we then get back up to Malgus, uh, you know, back up to the surface, uh, well, to the area where the blast doors are. Blast right. door is still closed. And then all, and he's like, where's, where's River? Where's River? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the blast door opens and you see River in a hero pose. Yeah, great stuff. And, great then, stuff. and then you see the wall just disintegrate and Alliance soldiers pour through with guns on her. Yep. And... Then they call up to the operative and they say, we have the target. What do you want to do? And the operative at this point, he knows that they've lost. He knows that the information is actually been released. Right. And he says, let them go. Yeah. Because essentially there's no point in apprehending River anymore because the, the information that she had is out. Yep. And that's um, pretty much the end of the, ser- end of the movie, end of the series. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you know, a small little scene of, you know, the Alliance actually repairing the Serenity. Uh, There was a small little funeral scene for, uh, for the three characters we mentioned that died in this movie, being Mr. Universe, Shepard Book, and Wash. And man, Mr. Universe did not deserve to be in that. No, no. Thrown his corpse into a ravine and that's it. Yes. But, you know. (laughs) Book and and, uh, and Wash definitely did deserve a, a send off scene, and then they, um, the operative says, "You're free to go right now, but the Alliance they have long memories and they will come after you." Yeah, uh, but I'm going to let you go. And he's like, "They're probably going to come after me too." <laughs> yeah, and uh, then we, you know, we're back on the Serenity. There, the ship is repaired. Everybody's ready to go, and you've got River in the pilot's chair, co-pilot's chair. Was she in co Oh, yeah, she was in the she co-pilot's was... chair. And surprise, surprise, she can fly a ship. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I am not surprised. Not at all. And that has been Firefly, Serenity, the universe of that, the universe yeah. of the brown coats. We both love it. We wanted to watch oh, yeah. the series and the movie. And, uh, and other than that, I think we, we should do. Watch the series first because you'll get more out of the movie. And honestly, 
as much as I love the movie, I prefer the series. Yes. No, definitely. The series, the series is great. It's truly great. Well, I have been your geek, Scott. I have been your geek, Jason. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of your day.